Welcome to the California Work Comp Report, a podcast hosted by Rune Curl and Claire Williams, featuring Dr. John Alchemy. Hi, everybody. This is Rune Curl with the California Work Comp Report. I'm here today with Claire Williams and Dr. John Alchemy, and we are going to be talking about California PR4 reports. Hey, everybody. Hello, hello. So, Dr. Alchemy, um, what exactly is a California PR4 report? Well, the California PR4 report is a summary report. Um, In previous podcasts, we've talked about Doctors First, which is a report that gets generated when someone walks in with an injury. Um, We then talked about what's called a PR2 report, and those are like follow-up visits where um, diagnostic testing, treatment takes place try to get people better, and then the PR4 report comes along. So the PR4 report is a summary of the claim, talks about how they got hurt, what treatments have been attempted, um, medications, etc. cetera, um, but it's a special report because it requires a very detailed set of measurements, um, and these detailed set of measurements are used to create a value for the injury, actually. So um, these measurements are taken. Uh, a book is applied where these numbers are put into tables and calculations are performed called the AMA Guides 5th Edition. That's the, the uh, edition of the AMA Guides American Medical Association California uses. And the doctor comes up with a number for the claim, whole person impairment. And whole person impairment is interesting because it is a number that um, is a measurable loss. It doesn't mean that um, you have a specific amount of pain or no pain, but it basically determines if you have a loss of use as a result of your injury. And so, uh, for example, um, you can uh, break your wrist and the bones might heal at a certain angle, but you have no pain. But according to an impairment rating, because you have a certain angle that that bone healed at, you now have a measurable loss you may be eligible for impairment. So the PR4 report is really this report that that um, does several things. It summarizes the injury, talks about how the uh, injured worker is doing at that point in time. It talks about measurements in the exam that creates that impairment uh, value I just talked about. And then it goes on to talk about future care, what the uh, injured worker is going to need going forward, if any medications, therapy, et cetera talks about a concept called apportionment, which means that maybe you had a pre-existing condition that was made worse by the work injury, so the doctor needs to uh, talk about that as well. Um, and, uh, and then that report will go off to the insurance company, and that's what allows permanent future benefits on a work injury claim. So it's a very, very important report. So this whole person impairment number is not taken at the PR2 or doctor's first reports. That's right. Um, using this this uh, set of rules that the AMA guides calls out, um, an impairment report can only be done when the condition has reached what we call a maximal medical improvement. Uh, in, and in layperson's terms, that simply means we're not expecting you to get any better in the next 12 months. So we're dealing with a condition that's now permanent or... You might have healed up and you feel fine, and so therefore 
you have no more healing to do and you are maximally improved, but the measurements still need to be taken uh, either way to determine if um, this whole person impairment value is present. And, and that number, just to be clear, is a number between 0 and 100. So and the AMA guide says that when you're starting to uh, get up around, you know, the high 90s, you're actually starting to approach death. So so 100% means that you really you really uh, have a lot of organ system failure. You can't function very well. So it sounds like the PR4 is often the last report in a workers' compensation claim. Is that accurate, or do there tend to be follow-up reports that the District of Workers' Compensation would have doctor do? So the um, that's an excellent question because the PR2 is like a recheck report, and the PR4 report is a determining report that tells everybody whether or not there will be more PR2 reports, meaning more care will be needed. So think of this PR4 as a snapshot in time. It's taken at the point when there's no more active improvement in the claim. And then it's signaling to everyone that, okay, um, either this person is going to need more care or they're not. Or this person now needs to have a number identified for that whole person impairment. Um, and that gets done regardless whether or not they're going to have care in the future or not. So this report is is basically it's a, it's a determination to see if permanent benefits are going to be needed in the claim, meaning ongoing access to a doctor, therapy, you know, medications, all those things. So there's one doctor's first report, several PR2 reports, and one PR4 report in a typical claim. Is that correct? Yeah, that, that's correct. Now, sometimes um, people, for instance, uh, let's say that they have their PR4 report, they have some future care, circumstances change, they need a surgery, and now there's been a change in their level of impairment. Um, under those circumstances, it may be appropriate to do another PR4 report. Um, that's not very common, but it is you know, theoretically possible. Sure. So the PR4 report is really important to the injured worker and the employer and the insurance company because that's what determines the compensation that the worker gets or does not get. Is that right? Well, there's a couple of price tags on, the, on this report. The first one is what type of, um, you know, loss has the injured worker had as a result of the injury, and that loss is worth a certain amount of money proportional to the impairment value between 0 and 100%. So that is um, a reimbursable loss for the injured worker. The other, um, the other price uh, that it sets is, of course, for the future care, because the insurance company needs to understand what kind of liability, you know, do they have going forward treating this case. So, you know, the, the doctor in the PR4 may say, well, the whole person impairment is 10. And that number, that 10% whole person impairment equates to um, a payment benefit. 
But then there's another benefit that's not paid directly in cash to the injured worker, but will be paid out over the future as the injured worker exercises their access to future care. And that can be a much larger um, price because now we're talking about providing lifelong permanent benefits for someone. And that means doctor's office visits, referrals for treatment, additional diagnostic testing, possible surgeries or injections, and then all the medications and pharmacy costs that go along with that. And if you're going to be on long-term medications, you're going to need um, some lab monitoring as well to make sure you're not having any uh, unsafe side effects and so forth from the medication. So, so it actually sets two prices, just to summarize. One is the measurable loss of the whole person impairment, the, the permanent injury that the injured worker has had. And then that second one is the costs going forward to maintain support to treat that injury in the future. And this, this correlation between the cost and the whole person impairment number, is that universal across the board or does that change depending on the insurance company? Well, just to back up, all the insurance companies play by the same rules in California because it's a regulated system uh-huh. by law. Um, uh-huh. So everyone has to abide and follow those, those rules. Um, the question I think where you're getting at is a good one, and that is, um, you know, what are the costs and are they directly correlated to the impairment? So right. the answer is that they're, they're pretty much um, uh, independent. For instance, I may have um, a back injury. I feel great at, at uh, the PR4, but yet I have some measurable loss. I don't require any medications. I'm back to full duty, and I may not even need any future care. So in that situation, I may get a payment for an impairment value. Let's say it's 5%, so I'll get paid for that. But the doctor goes on to state, look, this guy's doing great, has no medications, has no problems at home, he's back to work, he's not going to need any future care. And so there's uh, no cost outlined for the insurance company for that future care. Now, let's take the flip side of that where I actually have no measurable loss. I can bend, touch my toes from my back, um, and, uh, you know, Everything is fine on the on the exam. My impairment rating is a zero percent, but I have pain and I have limits um, and, and I'm going to need ongoing pain medications. Let's say I'm going to need some anti-inflammatories and six visits of physical therapy for pain flares every year. And under those circumstances, the insurance company pays the injured worker um, nothing for the impairment because it's zero. All right, but they still are going to have um, a payment responsibility for the future care because I have pain, I take an anti-inflammatory, I'm going to need some physical therapy. So that's just sort of a nice example of how the two uh, are really independent of one another. But this PR4 report is the single report that outlines all this important information for um, for the final claim review. Well, sounds like there's a lot writing on this one particular report. What would you say is the biggest problem that physicians have in completing these reports? Um, Well, I would say at the top of that list, um, the most common issue I see is that people start out with three or four injuries in their claim, 
And then as the claim goes forward, the focus tends to be only on one of the body parts. Maybe they hurt a shoulder, an elbow, and a wrist, and by the end of the treatment, the notes are only referencing a shoulder. And so only the shoulder is getting a PR4 impairment rating, when in reality, you know, all the body parts in the claim need to be rated. So I'd say that's, that's probably the, the most common um, problem I see with the PR4 reports. And then close behind that is the actual collection of the information within the report to give a correct rating. And, and the issue is, is that this book that we mentioned, the AMA Guides 5th Edition, it's got 613 pages. It's very, very confusing to read. It's not really a medical document, but it was written by groups of doctors who are trying to uh, create um, administrative rules for the physical exam. And as a result, you know, it's, it's really a, a book that has a lot of uh, conflict and confusion in it. So for the everyday doctor who, you know, does not have the time to sit down and be a scholar, um, it's, it's very easy to leave things out of that exam and and come up with an incorrect impairment rating. And you can imagine when that happens, somebody's going to be unhappy. The insurance company is unhappy. The patient's, you know, unhappy. Maybe an attorney's involved. You know, they're unhappy. Um, and everyone's right. The report is wrong from everyone's standpoint. And this is the real crisis that we face in the work comp system, is getting a standardized system so all the right questions and all the right measurements are being asked. That's the problem with the California PR4 report right now. Mm-hmm. And as a provider who's been in practice for over a decade, John, can you talk about solutions that you've come across or solutions that you foresee for these big problems? Well, you know, in a perfect world, all the doctors would have time. They'd be able to you know, read the book, and they'd be able to standardize the way that the approach is done um, for the mm-hmm. PR4 exam. Um, so, you know, that that's probably the, the, the biggest challenge. Now, doctors are like anyone else. You know, we need to have we need to have time, and then we need to have practice. So, if I spend all this time learning how to do a correct wrist impairment exam, that's great. But unless I'm doing 15, 20 of them a week, I'm not going to be skilled enough to consistently come up with an accurate number for all my patients. I'm going to forget a measurement here. I'm going to, you know, forget to ask a question there. And as a result, you know, I'm going to have varying outcomes on my impairment exams. Um, Some doctors will come up with little templates um, that they'll use when they get a wrist or an elbow the, the problem with that is that, that, that that's, that's an okay approach, but as you work within the AMA guides, you're going to find that once you introduce a second injured body part, it can actually affect the ratings and the calculations of the first body part. So it becomes very confusing very quickly, and it doesn't take much for that doctor to get lost or off track in that impairment rating. And... Um, you know, start to report uh, erroneous results. Not intentionally, but just because the burden to remain compliant with all these rules is so great um, that it's very, very difficult to actually know what the correct impairment rating is in a claim. And that's where you come in, 
you, Dr. Alchemy, as a workers' compensation specialist. Uh, you've, you've been working in this field, in this state, for a while now, and that's the role that you play in some of the offices you work with. Is that correct? Yeah, I, I do both treating in my practice. So, you know, I'm a doc who prescribes medications, looks after people, writes their, you know, day-to-day work status. Um, but the other uh, role that I have in my practice is I consult. So just like if um, you hurt your shoulder and your treater sends you to an orthopedist for an opinion, um, when cases are ready for rating, those doctors will send the cases to my practice and I'll do the rating on their behalf. Um, you know, ideally, it would be great if everyone as a primary treater could do their own ratings. And, you know, there is some technology that is coming forward that I think um, does advance that goal. Um, but, you know, those cases are sent to me. I do a lot of them. I have specific uh, systems in place uh, for collecting the information. So the reports are uh, turned out as accurately quickly and consistently as possible. Um, but it's it's all about numbers and it's all about organization. And, and one of the big advances that we're having um, with this uh, access to, to technology is the ability to, what I say is, digitize the patient exam. And by that, I mean that the patient's um, inputs are now placed into a digital system so they can be correctly prioritized, and they can correctly interact with several or more body parts at once so that the patient gets the correct rating and the highest rating available like they're supposed to using the AMA guide. So so that's been one of the, the bigger breakthroughs in the impairment rating uh, world, particularly in California, is access to do this and organize the information in a digital format now. Very cool. And when when the impairment rating, you know, is there's a disagreement about its accuracy, is that when mm-hmm. the claim goes to uh, what's known as the QME qualified medical examiner? Is that correct? Yeah, the, the QME system is probably um, going to be another great topic uh, for another podcast. But in a nutshell, okay. it's basically a a, a, a quote-unquote, second opinion um, that the state has set up to allow either carriers or injured workers um, to have their claim reviewed and reconsidered um, for all those elements that we talked about in the PR4. So, you know, this QME is a doctor who has taken a state test, and it's really, really important that people understand in the work comp system, these QMEs are not experts in impairment rating. Uh, everyone seems to think, well, just because you have this, this, this title of a qualified medical examiner, which I am one, um, that I somehow have superior knowledge and understanding of the impairment rating process. But in reality, on this, on this exam that you take for the certificate, there are no questions that demonstrate competency or understanding of creating impairments within the AMA guides. So it's, it's actually, um, it's actually a little ironic that the doctors that have these certificates to choose or to determine a second opinion really have no demonstrated expertise in the AMA guides any more than the primary treaters who have already handled the claim. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, it's 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 an interesting situation. Uh, well, Dr. Alchemy, you were talking about technology that people are using to help streamline this process mm-hmm. of examination for workers' compensation claims. And mm-hmm. you yourself have designed a web application that's supposed to help with the process of completing these PR4 reports and coming up with a very accurate impairment rating. Can you tell us a little bit about how a physician who is not an expert in the AMA guides could use your website to as leverage to get these things done? You know, yeah, that's that's great. I'd be happy to talk about that. So um, a couple of years ago, I was working with an orthopedist, and the orthopedist had a case, and he did a lot of shoulders. And he approached me and said, you know, could you just create a template so I know that I'm doing the right measurements? I don't want to be in there, you know, getting wrong measurements. I don't want to be doing parts of the exam that I don't have to. So we created him um, an impairment shoulder template. So he worked with this for a while, and then he came back, and he said, you know, the template works well, but, you know, it's it's still confusing. i got to go to the tables all the time. Is there any way that um, you could look at my collected data, and could you help create the impairment report? I want to make sure I'm doing it right. So I began this uh, process of helping out orthopedists, particularly um, collecting the correct information and then taking that information and organizing it for a correct rating. And what these doctors found as we worked together is that, A, their exams were faster because they were only doing what they needed to do. B, their reports were more accurate in impairment rating because they were focusing on getting the useful information during the exam, only performing what was necessary. And C, they could see more patients and get their reports out faster, which means everyone wins when a report isn't sitting on a desk to be calculated and transcribed. And so we came up with this process of a web-based application where the user simply selects what body part or body parts they want to rate. And then the system will walk them through what questions do I need to ask, what parts of surgery were uh, important from the rating process, uh, what measurements do I need to take, and how many of them. And it puts it in a very nice package so the doctor is doing what they know how to do, seeing the patient, taking measurements, but now we've offloaded that burden of having to do the calculations and transcribe the reports and, you know, make sure that there's no missing sections in the reports. Like I said, you know, there's there's five, six elements that, you know, are in a PR4 report that can't be missed or the, you know, report is invalid. And so we've, we've basically come up with this system that walks you right through it so you can't miss anything and um, the report's done instantly for you. So it's it's really a great um, product, and we continue to improve on it. And uh, we're building all kinds of uh, interesting uh, algorithms and validity checks and so forth. So I'm very optimistic that, you know, this is going to be the new way forward uh, for work comp or impairment rating, really in any type of sitting, being, being at work comp, um, federal disability system, or um, personal injury, you know, as long as the information is reproducible, 
and it's processed correctly and consistency, um, that's really uh, the way forward as I see it for impairment rating. Wonderful. And our listeners can find more information about RateFast at www.rate-fast.com. That's absolutely correct. And um, we also uh, there have a library of information under the blog. We talk about um, common uh, quandaries and issues and impairment rating that doctors face, that uh, patients can uh, learn and understand, and that insurance carriers and adjusters uh, can also go for uh, reference. So it's it's a very um, educational uh, website, and uh, definitely there is access there if uh, we have anyone who's interested in trying out um, the new impairment rating process and and uh, is really uh, motivated and interested in getting accurate, consistent results. All right, sounds good. So if you are a doctor out there, uh, remember that the PR4 report is what you need to complete once an injured worker has reached MMI for maximum medical improvement. Is that right, John? Yeah, that's correct. You're right on. And if you ever need help completing these reports or getting an accurate impairment rating, then you can check out Dr. Alchemy's web application at, what's the website one more time? It's www.rate-fast.com. Rate-fast. All right. Um, Any closing thoughts on the California PR4 report? Well, um, the only thing I would say to our uh, listeners in here for the discussion is these reports take a while to understand. They take a while to practice. There's a lot of moving parts in these reports. And, um, you know, you just have to uh, continue to work with, uh, as a provider, your understanding of the uh, rules and regulations, the AMA guides, which are going to be a constant um, for the foreseeable future in the process and understanding how the opinions and the words in this report will actually set the tone for the future permanent benefits for the injured workers. Great. Well, we will look forward next time to discussing more about the QME process and where claims go after the PR4 report is complete. Great. Look forward to it. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the California Work Comp Report. We look forward to next week and continuing our discussion of work comp claims in California. Questions or comments? Got a great workers' compensation story to share? Find us on Twitter at RateFast or at rate-fast.com.